welcome. In this episode, I'd like to return to the book Karma by Sadhguru and I initially uh, stepped away from this book just because it was difficult for the mind to absorb and perhaps triggering to the mind and it's with these depressive anxious symptoms that I'm enduring at this time but I find myself yesterday despite the deep dysfunction and mental pain and depressive thoughts and symptoms coming up had to return to this book there was a thought of having to do something in the midst of the pain that yes I can do what I can for self care and comfort but It was almost as if that there wasn't really a choice <laughs> but to almost dig deeper spiritually and and I found myself this book sort of caught my eye line or whatever mystical energy exchanges in the background that happened I found myself picking up the book and here I am and I thought recording using this book to perhaps do some more recordings another sort of active doing in the midst of this difficulty find myself sometimes at that dark place where perhaps there may be thoughts of not wanting to be here anymore or there's too much pain to go on any longer that sometimes that itself can it's almost a bit of a doorway to Okay, I can either continue on this path of just the pain and the thoughts and the symptoms going on or and it almost arises on its own and out of the pain becomes sometimes can come action whether it's going for a walk or phoning somebody in this instance it was the notion of sort of digging deeper 
uh, something initially and it, it may still have that impact but I mean there's so much pain there that almost a full circle does it need to go back to facing or doing something meaningful and what is more meaningful than going deeper into the spiritual journey the self-discovery and so I find myself yesterday dipping into the book at various times I was watching a, a, a TV show and during the advertisements I would have this book ready and I would read small amounts during the <laughs> during the advertisements I was sort of uh, comforting myself with watching some television and then also I knew that I needed to do something more meaningful that out of the pain there needed to be some meaning something something that would keep me going so and the recording is part of it it's recording this episode is is to help keep me going it's given me some focus to perhaps share some excerpts of what I've read and perhaps just explore what is being read because it's 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 obviously a very deep subject and so this is by no means a teaching my explanations from this book is just my own novice sort of exploration of what what the words the words that are shared and what they could mean and maybe we can explore together As far as I remember, um, the last episode where I read some passages from the book was was from the section of chapter one. It's chapter one, karma, the internal enigma, and I think I began talking about being in the driver's seat, and maybe. I can just go over that just as a refresher and maybe if there's anything in the introduction as well to the book this can be also included see see how see how it goes perhaps we can uh, So in the introduction, Sadhguru talks about the the word karma, the origin of karma, and how it is the inescapable basis of our lives, the mechanism that decrees that we cannot evade the consequences of our own actions. And he defines karma as just this. Karma literally means action.
at the start of each chapter he's included what are called sutras and he's translated the word sutra it's almost like a thread just as like a a thread that may hold a necklace so there are the threads there and I come across the definition of the word I may read that again <laughs> and there are also um, sadhanas which he refers to as almost tools to use along the way so So the sutra for chapter one is this. Karma is about becoming the source of one's own creation. In shifting responsibility from heaven to oneself, one becomes the very maker of one's destiny. So that is the thread for chapter one. So there is emphasis here in chapter one of being in a driver's seat. That for most, there isn't a conscious creation happening here, that, that often there is little or no control of our lives, that destiny is something that's created unconsciously. And this book here is to <clears throat> essentially put us back into the driver's seat where we're not just a passenger to life or having the illusion of that and actually sitting in a driver's seat being aware of the karmic mechanism being aware of what creates karma that may be I use these words very loosely but positive karma or negative karma but not in a sense as much as a sort of good deeds and bad deeds but I believe it's more so the en energy behind it if you are for example present conscious when you are taking action The next section he talks about demystifying karma and he says it, literally the word means action but it has nothing to do with reward and punishment he mentions that as often a myth of karma where it has been so mistranslated or misused and he calls it not merely false and absurd the translations and meanings but it, it's very tragic and 
So he corrects the definition of karma, saying it's not a so an audit list of good and bad, not a carrot and stick doing this and that, but karma simply means we have created the blueprint for our lives. It means we are the makers of our own fate. When we say, this is my karma, we are actually saying, I am responsible for my life. And again, he re-emphasizes the sutra at the start there, where karma is about becoming the source of one's own creation. So, as mentioned in the first little section about being in the driver's seat, now it's conscious creation, that's my understanding here. Instead of the unconscious patterns and behaviours that are carried out. Karma is a natural basis of all existence, it says here. It is not a law that is imposed from above. It does not allow us to outsource our responsibility anywhere else. It does not allow us to blame our parents, our teachers, our countries, our politicians, our gods or our fates. It makes each one of us squarely responsible for our own destinies and, above all, the nature of our experience of life. And then he, there's a question posed before going further in the book. Are you ready to hear about a dimension that is so empowering that it tells you that you are fully capable of taking the reins of your life into your own hands? That's the question. If not, read no further. So it says the book it could be your key to finding out about the mechanism of karma and how this mechanism works. But he does caution that karma is not a doctrine. There are no brownie points for subscribing to it. And it, it is simply the way things are. It is an extent, existential mechanism. Like the sun, it operates whether you acknowledge it or not. So some, some, when I find reading this, there's some great sort of foundation for entering the 
exploration of karma. The next section is the karmic cycle. So we moved on from being in a driver's seat. And this is before I go further. Um, it is mentioned that the book is separated into three parts. Let me just see if I can find where that is said. <laughs> Might be useful to know if you are following along for the duration of. And I'm not sure, um, perhaps I can leave this open here where I'm not sort of committing myself to now every episode perhaps continuing this as I did with the new earth but I think with the current state of mental health and difficulty then it might be sensible just to take it one episode at a time just in this episode there is a sharing and we'll see what happens in future episodes So it is said the book is divided into three parts. The first explores karma as a source of entanglement. The second explores the possibilities of freedom from this entanglement. And the third addresses frequent subjects about, frequent questions about the subject. So, we are in part one and chapter one, the internal enigma, and just returning to the section here within that chapter, the karmic cycle. So, to turn driver instead of passenger, you need to start by knowing a few basic rules and how the karmic mechanism works. So although karma means action, it does not necessarily refer to physical deeds. Instead, karma is action on three levels, body, mind and energy. Whatever you do on these three levels leaves a certain residue or imprint upon you. And what does this mean? It is quite simple. Your five senses are collecting data from the outside world every moment of your life. You are literally being bombarded with stimuli at every instant. Over time, this enormous volume of sense impressions begins to assume a certain distinctive pattern within you. This pattern slowly shapes itself into behavioural tendencies. A cluster of tendencies hardens over time into what you call your personality or what you claim to be your true nature.
So a lot to absorb there with the the overview of karma that it takes place on three levels body, mind and energy. I think I initially found this difficult just because when the mind is so dysfunctional it is suffering with the ailments that I am then it can in a sense put it into overdrive the mind may I should say my mind will be taking hold of karma analyzing sifting through every thought and using it as a way to almost separating myself from life there's a word that um, that describes it almost putting the life into many pieces I can't think of the word but and I feel like that's what um, initially put a halt to the reading of this book but for the time being despite this again triggering the mind I'm going to um, perhaps at least for today persevere with reading further into the book and see and see how it goes but that small passage itself which I think I said something similar when I first read this is such a deep knowing of the actions taken on the three levels leading to mix that with all of the data that's collected from the outside world and all of these sense impressions that assume those distinctive patterns within us And he said it works in reverse as well. So as well as the outside stimuli, all of our sense perceptions coming in and leaving impressions, it works in reverse as well. Your mind shapes the way you experience the world around you. And this becomes your karma, an orientation to life that you have created for yourself in relative unawareness. So we have everything coming through in a sense, perceptions and leaving impressions on our body, mind and energy. And again, the mind itself shaping, experiencing the world around you, the mind, the, the thoughts, the opinions, the judgments, creating the impressions in the body and energy and the mind itself. And he says, in other words, karma is like old software that you have written for yourself unconsciously.
and depending on the type of physical, mental and energetic actions you perform, you write your software. And once that software is written, your whole system functions accordingly. And based on the information from the past, certain memory patterns keep recurring. And now your life turns habitual, repetitive and cyclical. And you may wonder why certain situations keep recurring in your life, in your inner and outer life. And it's said here that this is because these patterns are unconscious. As time goes on, you turn into a puppet of your accumulated past. So being in, pr in the present moment and reading these words, there's nothing to be, be believed but only the, the words of where they point, they can, it is seen, those patterns, the conditioning of the mind, pro propelling action, compulsive patterns habitual patterns of behavior. The unconscious programming as, as Eckhart has said as well. of this may may sound overwhelming I say this because for me it certainly is <laughs> so perhaps it's safe to say that maybe for a few who are uh, some uh, small percentage maybe let's let's uh, let's give uh, <laughs> hopefully it's not too overwhelming for most but for maybe a few listening it, it is for you as well so just to perhaps allow these words to absorb in its own way and if it gets too much to perhaps take a break from listening to, to more to be aware that that is not an achievement to and I'm speaking to myself here as well that is not an achievement to sort of walk through the fire to, despite the perhaps intuition or pain to say this is enough for now, that's maybe to listen to that inner voice, to be aware of, of your own state of being as 
these passages are being read, these explanations, these understandings, these pointers. So we are dealing with the three levels. We are dealing with our unconscious programming or software. of all of our processings, of all of our sense perceptions we've had in our lives, all of that sensory input, all of that, how that's being processed with the mind, how it's left an impression, how the mind itself has, has created a deep structure of impressions. And here we are. And if one does not consciously rewrite one's karmic software, the regularity of the pattern can feel like it is being imposed from without, rather than initiated from within. But this software is not a fate to be endured. It can be rewritten, dropped or distanced, as we will see later in this book. The karmic mechanism is ceaseless. Every mental fluctuation in you creates a chemical reaction, which then proceeds to provoke a physical sensation. This sensation in turn reinforces the chemical reaction which then strengthens the mental fluctuation. Over time your very chemistry is determined by a series of unconscious reactions to sensory and mental stimuli. And there's certainly um, this passage, of course, hit home quite closely in regards to my own, my mental health, mental conditioning, mental suffering that is happening. But it also gave me, perhaps, in this deepest of pains, dark sort of place that is, and I don't say that lightly, <laughs> that it's almost a bit of a, a candle in that darkness there to say, okay, it can be rewritten, dropped or distance, the software. So, so I'm using all of my strength to continue reading and perhaps actively starting that journey cause all in the space of stillness, the sanctuary of this present moment. It is one thing that I'm reminding myself of as I'm reading here to not, to either minimise or to not 
at all give this to the mind the mind will take this and create as I can sense in myself mental storms emotional storms perhaps saying this can't be done that you're stuck with this conditioning here that is what my mind is saying to me that just give in to this pain it's too heavy to hold and I think that's that's what forced me and I use that don't use that word lightly either forced me into a corner to have to face what is happening and it's just too painful to continue on and I don't want to of course engage in any of those dark thoughts when that feeling arises of it's too painful to go on So perhaps it's a good time to to end this episode. We are in part one. We are in chapter one. It's called Karma, the Internal Enigma. And we are sort of midway through the section called Karmic, the Karmic Cycle. And I thought a lot of what we read are quite, it's quite profound statements there. Perhaps it's good to allow that to rest and absorb see how your own exploration of what is being read so far and what questions may come up for you and perhaps more so how in a sense the work this book may do on us it feels like such as going to a meditation retreat or it almost it's almost taking some kind of medicine and it, the work is already happening it's not there is of course some active meeting it and consciously embracing and consciously working but there's also an element of when teachings are digested or read and absorbed it does its own working as well maybe thoughts and feelings come up about there may be inspiration there may be perhaps more sp spiritual depth that's arising within you more presence so without you having to do anything but just the absorbing of these pointings that may be happening as well Just wait for the helicopter to go by. Allow that to be. But thank you um, for allowing me to record. Not sure if I'm speaking to listeners, if you're listening, or the universe, or both, or raw one, of course. But I'm grateful that despite this pain and the difficulty I'm in, that perhaps recording this and rereading excerpts of what I've read and sharing and perhaps maybe exploring a little more that it helps myself and perhaps hopefully it helps it can be of help to anybody listening as well
Thank you for joining me. I wish you well and I will speak to you again very soon. Take care.